This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth. 93.7 The Ticket. This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. 93.7 The Ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovin. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. It is on the block on a Friday as we inch closer to the weekend. A fun weekend it will be with a few uh, series to look out for there in baseball and softball. Baseball already getting going. Uh, it looks like they have actually got to a final there as uh, BYU did beat Nebraska 3-2. to two, So not great news to update you on. But I think that was a seven-inning game because they have a doubleheader, I believe. Double-check uh, that and we'll get back to you with a second on that. But I know they had a doubleheader at some point in this uh today and I think the seven innings uh, it is today Mark is confirming yeah, and the seven innings is, is, is why that happened so quickly so I, I don't know I was just looking up the screen it's expecting as usual another couple innings and uh, an opportunity for Nebraska to get back there but uh, you know in college baseball you can, you can never be too sure and, and Nebraska drops another one so not a great note to start on there Strick but either way it is Friday so we're excited about that T-G-I-F Thank God it's Friday. That's right. You know, it's, it's, um, you know, it, it, that, that is kind of <laughs> bad news to start the, the weekend off, but I guess there's a lot of things still left to go. And, uh, you still have the, the playing games that are still before us. And, and, you know, it's still kind of interesting. I mean, some bad news happened for some teams and some good news is out there. Uh, there's still some, speculation as to who's going to be able to get it done, who's going to come out of the East, who's going to come out of the West, uh, some news about football and, and, and uh, some, some college quarterbacks that are out there right now that I've been peeping out. And so it's some stuff to get into. It's, it's, it's good. It's going to be a good Friday. We'll see how the weekend goes. And, and, and obviously we're here five days a week right now at four to six. So it's, it's always a beautiful time to be here on the block. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, we're also uh, talking about the 1995 team. We'll probably do this every uh, every day. So when we invite you in, Strick, we'll ask you about a year that we were, uh, we just covered there. Um, Mike, uh, off the text line, by the way, uh, said this. I started seriously following Husker football in 1992 at 12 years old. I was a freshman, sophomore, and senior in high school when Nebraska went on their title runs. Needless to say, I was spoiled watching Husker football as a teen. My now teenage son and eight-year-old son cannot fathom how good we once were. <laughs> and that is that's kind of the sad part. You know, it's it's hard to get people to believe. I was hearing uh, VJ talking uh, with his guest earlier, and in this, in he was talking about how, um, it, you know, his his son or whatever it is, the younger kids were um, watching the preview for the upcoming documentary about it. And it, it's you know, like, you have to see it to believe it. Maybe. I mean, if you, if you just hear about it, um, then yeah, whatever. The, the, yeah, everybody thinks their time was the best, but then when you go out there and watch it, that film uh, was pretty cool. How's yeah. 1995 for Eric Strickland? 
I mean, 95 was a beautiful time. I mean, I think basketball-wise, it was a struggle for us that year. Um, we were we were juniors, and we were just trying to uh, figure things out and, and, and figure out uh, while we were taking over the leadership role, we had great leaders before that. And, 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 uh, so we, 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 we had some up and downs and some struggles. We still ended up, I think with 20 wins, but still it just wasn't a, uh, a typical uh, year for us. Uh, but it was great to be there on campus for all the other sports and football, especially watching that. Um, so you want, you want to know a memory I had? Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you want? So I, I think for me, one of the best memories I had was literally watching this Husker team just absolute every time they absolutely every time they touch the field, just total dominance. I mean, to score 52, uh, 53 points a game, only allowing 14 and a half points per game. I mean, and, and basically the closest team that even got close to them was the Washington State team that was a couple uh, touchdowns, and I think that was on the road, if I remember correctly. But I, I, I can tell you one of the one of the biggest memories was watching them go against the undefeated number two Florida Gators uh, in the Fiesta Bowl, and to have the former, well, the 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 golden boy, basically Danny Warfel, yeah. a, you know, in the eyes of everybody in the nation, to include his coach Steve Spurrier, to watch how befuddled they looked, to look at Coach Spurrier on the sideline, just the embarrassment he had on his face, crossed crossed um, crossed yeah. arms, didn't have answers. He looked just frustrated, confused. And they had just did the same thing. I mean, they had pretty much a lot of dominance throughout the, the season that, that, that year also. And, and Danny Warfel would uh, go on to, I think, be a, a Heisman Trophy winner. So I love that because that gave tremendous pride, I think, to me, especially after continuously hearing or thinking that it was a fluke. Uh, after letting the game get away, really, I don't think we did. I think if you go back and really assess that game and break it down and look at it, it, it seemed to me as that they just were trying to figure out a way to give Bobby Bowden a championship <laughs> after he had come up short all them years as he was aging and on his way out. And, um, you know, they should have been three straight. And, uh, you know, to watch them beat the Miami team and then everybody's basically like it's a fluke, you know, um, and well, I don't think no. It was did they beat Miami after the Florida game? No, that was ninety four. That was ninety four. It they was ninety four, right? The championship game. Okay, yeah, so man. I was right. I thought maybe I was. I had a mixed up. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then basically everybody thought it was a fluke, and they come back and and just totally do what they did to Florida. And it just made me feel, you know, they don't have the athletes. They can't keep up with the speed. They, It's just all the things that you continue to hear about us. And I was reminded of it because of when we used to go to like the Las Vegas uh, with, with our Valentino's uh, national team with the all of the Nebraska uh, athletes basketball. Yeah. And every time the teams would see us, they were, oh, yeah, this is we about to run through these cats. We're Nebraska. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. we would just go in there and beat their tail. 
And it, that's what it reminded me of. It just gave tremendous pride. And, and those are the memories that I have when I when I think about that time. Did you guys, as the basketball team, I mean, were, were there a lot of questions when you went out on the road and, and played in, in different arenas um, about Nebraska football? I mean, was it were they did they kind of have that rock star vibe to them after two national championships? I mean, it, it did. It, it was it was tremendous pride. And I think I think one of the things, too, that we established an identity of just physicality. You know, teams teams knew that we were going to run your run your socks off and we were going to be very physical. So when we came into a gym, you had you had that presence as well. Just they knew who you were. They knew where you were from because of the successes of of the uh, athletic program at that time. So it was it was uh, it was definitely a tremendous time. Great memories in 95 Uh, had me so hyped up that I almost went out and tried to play. (laughs) Was that the year you went out for it? Yeah, well, after that season. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. That season after. Yeah. After yeah. They won it. <laughs> That's very cool. And, of course, we've been over that story, story before. We'll probably go over it again uh, once we get to 1996 tomorrow. That's uh, uh, as we move along in our years in review there. Um, kind of interesting uh, to, to go from that um, to the kind of future talk. And I don't know, maybe it's future, maybe it's present. Maybe this is doesn't have much of a staying power to it. Um, but how about an NFT? How, how interested are you in, in putting down some pretty good money for a Trey Paul? Palmer NFT because Nebraska um, has uh, has been working with you know different people to get that thing going and it looks like Trey Palmer is kind of the guy that they're they're going around and he, and there was an excellent article in the Lincoln Journal Star by Parker Gabriel about it where they was taking the, the NFT for of Trey Palmer is on sales for as much as forty seven hundred dollars uh, to get one of these NFTs in your possession I think there's some other ones that you can get for cheaper but still no cheap price I've tried to zoom in and see what they're at um, yeah like about four hundred almost 500 bucks for some of these other ones. Um, and I, I just find it kind of odd. It's hard to for me to understand the NFT stuff um, completely to, to begin with, um, but let alone why Trey Palmer would be the choice of everybody. Because you wonder, as these things value and, and, and kind of change over time, he's got he's got some cool picks, some swag to it with uh, um, you know some, some glasses on and stuff like that. But um, what if, what if Trey Palmer doesn't end up being great? You know, is the is that is that the idea behind this NFT, or is it you know there's a lot of NFTs of of monkeys smoking cigarettes that also go for this price, so they don't have to be great afterwards. So it's, it's just kind of hard for me to understand. Um, uh, if now would be a great time to buy a Trey Palmer NFT, maybe it would. Well, it, it seems like they, they, they've been out there uh, for a little while. I think that the the different industries have began to take into it. The entertainment industries, definitely in music. Uh, so people are starting to release their albums early and putting it out yeah. as an NFT. And and then you have, you know, the virtual reality sphere where you can, you know, basically invest in, in, in land. companies <laughs> of the, by way of the NFTs and, and stuff and get your land and just all these different get a plot in there. So it's just created this virtual system. I think one of the things that looms over it is that whether or not it's a scam, what's the deal with it? You know, how do you get involved in, and, and it comes off as very scammy in some ways. Right. And, and what you just alluded to is something that's out there in, in the, in the sphere of about that part of it. Like what if it doesn't pan out? What if he doesn't become uh, what we talked about with NIL type money, right? What if it doesn't, become what you would expect it to be then and so in essence it's basically like a commodity it's basically like an investment you're investing in 
the the possibility that this is going to be of value is similar as if you you caught the Tom Brady um, football where there's value in that, right? So they're creating this this virtual reality value. I, I don't really understand it fully, but I, I see what they're trying to do, but it wouldn't be something that I would be interested in myself personally. <laughs> yeah, myself either. I, I did go to a concert, and again, they, they gave out, you know, like you said, bands are kind of getting on top of it. Um, the band gave away NFTs for anybody that, that, that came out. So, um, you know, it, it, it's kind of a, a cool thing maybe to be a part of you know nebraska i I saw weeks ago when i went i was uh patrolling the miami hurricanes website just to check out their coaching staff because they put together actually a pretty good coaching staff um that they had nfts on there of of their five rings and stuff like that and it's kind of cool um but it's uh again as as i understand it at least kind of more of you know it's art it's like a trading baseball cards and a lot of these Mm -hmm. nfts are you know one of 500 or whatever and so you get you know 237 of that and then you know nobody can have that version of it other than you Mm -hmm. and so you know down the line that might be worth some money but um i also know that you can like create your own nfts and so i I don't know i don't know what the future is in that or how much money is behind it snoop dogg will be coming to lincoln uh is uh very much like the the lead celebrity behind it his nfts seem to do pretty well on the market but um i like you I'm, i'm not too interested in necessarily reaching out and uh, spending too much money on one, uh, maybe until we kind of figure it out. Of course, usually once it's figured out, then it's no longer a, a big money maker. Then you're just kind of you know playing yeah. along once every, everything's caught up. But um, you know, it it, it uh, I don't know. It might it may have already passed its time um, as the as the big NFT um, money period where people have made a lot of money off of them in the past. Um, that might be kind of be dropping as of now. Um, but we'll see. Now, at least Nebraska got into it. I think it's kind of cool, and it's just another way to try to find um, to be out on in front and and do whatever you can to get um interest and um money in, in through nil you know for trey palmer or for any of your student athletes um you know it's it's cool so i i like that part of it uh again don't completely understand it but that's fine <laughs> it's yeah. not for everybody to understand no yeah it's, it's <laughs> not for everybody but it definitely is not for me yeah and and i think i'll pass on it for now i i, I think that uh um i i could do a lot better with my 500 bucks elsewhere but you know who, who knows uh also wanted to bring this up because it, it's kind of weird as we're talking uh, a little bit of college football in the future look there us ucf central florida is going to have the qr codes on their spring game jerseys instead of numbers it's going to be qr codes um so if obviously you can use your camera it'll look it up take you right to the ucf website and the the players um uh, biography and all that stuff will be right there i'm sure i didn't look too much into it maybe they got you know similar to what creighton had the other day attached to that yeah Yeah. something offered where jersey of that player yeah Yeah, you can get something going there to get them going um i and ucf has kind of been at the forefront of this kind of stuff in the past remember nebraska uh under scott frost with ucf i mean when you when he was at ucf i should say they had their area codes on their on their helmets instead of um you know riddell or whatever it was that that would be on there um and so you know nebraska brought that over scott frost brought that over for year one with nebraska didn't last long nebraska didn't do too well so i guess they just got rid of that quickly but it's kind of cool to see ucf sticking behind it i don't know if there's uh i don't i i, I don't I, I think that would be quite frustrating coming from somebody that uh, called uh, at least for student radio um the game between nebraska and wisconsin where they had just the big n and the big w and a very tiny number on there i think it would be hard to differentiate some of the players uh, based on qr codes for the play-by-play man there 
Yeah, I think that would be pretty difficult. But hey, listen, <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm the most technological advanced uh, person that <laughs> you know. I barely know how to use an, my Instagram and all its features. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to sit here and talk about what these young men. Anyway, I mean, I see kids these days two, three, four years old, they know how to use an iPad oh, yeah. and, and phone better than I do. So shoot, you know, <laughs> I guess it's past my day. Yeah, the kids of the future, are, I mean, especially with some of the programs, um, like you said, that are on there. I mean, they, uh, with, uh, you know, filters and different things, you can make many movies on your phone now. I mean, uh, it's, uh, it, it's going to be quite impressive what they're able to do with technology. And uh, we'll just be like lagging behind, like, uh, you know, we all make fun of older crowds right now, but we'll be those people uh, pretty soon here as, as we are, as, as every generation that passes has more trouble keeping up with the latest technology. Uh, I feel like I'm already in that boat as well, but uh, it's kind of mm -hmm. cool to see, um, you know, different uh, schools and see what they're going after as far as um, trying to get some attention and try to get some NIL money. Uh, Nebraska, obviously, uh, for that as well let's take a quick break here on the on on the block actually and uh, uh let's think a little nba as we get going into the weekend two game sevens basically play in games the end of the play-in tournament battle for the eighth seed one game scenarios tonight that'll be fun uh but let's go a little bit more into the playoffs and talk about who has the most to lose most to gain from it as far as players go and their legacies go we'll talk about that next year on the block on 93.7 the ticket 